happen to you? Just some friends having I'm natural conversations. <laughs> just totally, yeah. just yeah. like we normally do, just sit around a bunch of plugged in microphones mm-hmm. and yeah. just talk about our feelings. I feel like most of us right now are looking at this dog. Can we describe <laughs> oh, this dog? She is being such a cuddler. <laughs> she loves Emily. Very small, fluffy dog. The dog small, almost kind of, it's Coco sort of, if I had to describe to the audience at home, sort of looks like Sir Didymus a little bit from Labyrinth. Little okay. small, yeah, yeah. Small, I don't know. Yeah. Small, small Sir Didymus, a and a little, little bit like Fizz Gig from the Dark Crystal. Oh, I haven't seen that one. You what? haven't seen the Dark yeah, Crystal? It's uh. on my list. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elisa Gonzalez, and I have seen The Dark Crystal. I'm Joe Myers, and I have also seen The Dark Crystal. I'm Brock Powell. Yeah, I've seen The Dark Crystal. <laughs> I'm Andrew Lindy, and I've seen The Dark Crystal. I'm Bethany Brinton, and I have not seen The Dark Crystal. And the role of Cheryl Jones today is going to be played by Emily Schmemely. Hi, I'm Emily Schmemely, and I have not seen The Dark Crystal. No. They'll just be doing it constantly. There's no way to stop it. Oh, my gosh. Which I love that whole thing happened because that... So, initially, Dark Crystal had no language in it. It was an incredibly insane fantasy film that Jim Henson thought would be a really good idea to get super out there. And everything had foreign its own foreign language. So, the Skeksis had their own language. I was going to say, just like nonsense, gibberish. And and I don't know... if the, mm, thing, I'm sure it did. I, I I don't think it existed before. Oh, before. It they ended up having a test screening, and audiences were kind of confused because the puppets all sort of look sinister and are. I, I, yeah. Like, I don't know if the whimpering was a thing they did. Well, in I post. do. I do like that. That's the first thing another another Skeksis says to him. I hate your whimpering. Yeah. <laughs> like, introducing your character. I hate this about you. Yeah. And then he proceeds to do it the entire film. Like, oh, great. Is that how we know that's the scheming one? Because they all have their own roles. Yeah, I, I think that's how you know I mean, that. Though this is the one we can't trust because he's the most. You need that though. You well, can kind of tell language. Language thing aside, like yeah, I'm yeah. sure that was a thing that they had added later. Because his mouth isn't necessarily curling when he whimpers. So I think that that was something yeah. that they did do in post. Like yeah. I, again, have I referenced the Popeye thing? No. God, see, this is why you cut so many of my no. stories. <laughs> so, I think I know what the Popeye thing is, but you go ahead and tell it. Okay, so. When they were when when uh, they were making Popeye cartoons, they had the guy who was the original voice of Popeye was a diva. They replaced him halfway through, so they had another guy come in who could do the Popeye voice. But then to save money, uh, he invented a second voice that could talk interstitially out of the side of the mouth. So that's why Popeye has like the well it blows me down, and then the second voice, which is like like the really soft one because mm-hmm. the actor was just looping where the pipe was so oh, his mouth never right. moves so it just is like so rather than animate a full mouth right. speaking right. words you could just put it's, a nice little and, and it's like a fun side. it's a fun little character thing yeah. so I feel like Chamberlain was yeah because mm, it's an easy thing oh god it's so creepy too. but like it it ceases to be useful 
at a certain point because they're like once he's the only one not in the castle then and then he just walks around going hmm. i'm like i don't need that you're yeah, just upsetting me also isn't it helpful too though because when he doesn't have his outfit on it's i think he's hard to recognize because no, they said sorry i didn't like this movie if you couldn't tell <laughs> oh my gosh in the beginning after the 900 minutes of narration that we get they said there's on only a 10 planet. i would like to, like to co-sign your frustration with that narration. thank you what anyway to as far as knowing who he is and who like he's outside of the castle they said there's only 10 of them there are only 10 there are 10 skexies there are 10 skexies and 10, 10 mystics and 10 okay and then the one dude died in bed yeah and then the other one is the emperor died the emperor, yeah, the emperor died, died in bed and, and then, then the lord then, chamberlain is, is is out meandering so we right. don't need to know that that's lord chamberlain every time we see him go <laughs> just a reminder <sighs> well, I will say I do <laughs> understand now why my father hated anytime I put this movie on <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I've only watched it a few times really but I remembered renting it from the video store mm-hmm. and him just <sighs> <sighs> Well, yeah, I'm if on, you're I'm, not watching it and you're, it's just in the background. Oh, I'm sure yes. it's nails on a chalkboard. I'm, I'm on team your dad in that one. Yes. <laughs> we are team Joe's dad. But I do, I do think it's an interesting point. Do, do, do we think that it would, like, for the naysayers, would it, would it have worked better with a nonsense language and maybe oh, no. subtitles? No. In my experience, that's what it had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the, I think he tried to do a bit of both because, like, when... And I, I think we should do we should try to do that full walkthrough thing. That I was going to say we should probably do. explain what sure. the story for, for the is, moment. Yeah. I'm just giving bits and pieces. But when uh, Jen meets Ki- Kira, 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 mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Okay. When Jen meets her, she kind of comes out speaking a weird little Spanish hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and then suddenly she's like, "Oh, English." This guy. I'm like, "What? It okay?" Yeah. I Imagine. also I also dislike <laughs> when films do that. See Pocahontas. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's a lot of more than just That's Pocahontas. True. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good true. one. That's that is a good one. Does, does anyone oh, feel like they could explain if you had to explain the Dark Crystal to someone who had never seen it? How would you? How would you tell that story? It's an '80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sign I, off. Well, yeah. I do. I do think it is a bit of fantasy nonsense. Yes, which in general I it enjoy. Is. And but, a lot of movies like this were coming out in the '80s. Yes, you know, we were. We were looking at like all the movies yeah. that came out this year. It's an insane amount. Beastmaster. And uh, oh, what, yeah. God, what were the? It came out what eighty two? So yeah, was, that, was that the same year as Crawl as well? Wasn't Crawl like eighty two? Mm. No, well, I think I that was a little bit later. Was it? I'm pretty sure. E. T. came out this year. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of people random puppets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it was just kind of like they wanted to see: can we make a full movie with puppets? Well, and sh- yeah, and sure. that is that in itself, I thought was pretty amazing. Mm. I mean, and, and to see that, I I love this movie. I admit it does not hold up, but I love that that they made it. I love that it's out there. I've showed it to my kid. She kind of likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she loves it, but but she she appreciates it for what it is. Okay. But I think of its time, it I it was pretty significant. It was mm. pretty cool to see that what they were doing with puppets. And a whole lot of mushrooms because there's oh, no way the story word. got developed well, without some no. sort of there was a thing that I was reading in the backstory that um, 
uh, Henson might have been inspired by, what was it called? The Seth Documents? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. It, Seth Speaks was a book, a yeah. New Age book in the 70s. Yeah, and it was it was a, a woman who claimed that she used a Ouija board to channel a spirit who was not necessarily a ghost, Name but was Seth. some kind of an ancient spirit that she would channel and her husband would write Seth. down all the things that Seth said, <laughs> right. which was the name oh. of Seth. Was the I'm, name just, was the name. I'm just picturing Seth MacFarlane right now, just like... <laughs> His, yeah, his, like, like with a phone to a wall, just be like, yeah, and then I went yeah, right. over. Yeah. See, I went right to Seth Rogen and did, like, his oh, laugh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one in pictures, like, we're, we're listening, Seth. And like, either it's McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, speak to us, Seth. <laughs> but the, um, of some, some of the ideas in the movie come from those, the Seth Speaks right. That makes a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was new age yeah. stuff. And then I, I I mean I always like the the way that also it, it some of it feels like a nature documentary, but with puppets. The world oh. the world building and those creatures are are yes. no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, like out of this world. <laughs> um Brian Froud was the artist who was the concept artist for Dark Crystal and also Labyrinth, which came after this. Yeah. Which a lot of people like Labyrinth better because it's lighter, it's more better. fun. It's, it's got songs. Movie. It's got humans in there. There's a lot. I have not seen Bowie's that Bowie's Codpiece. Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. That you haven't seen Labyrinth? No. Oh, so on your list. Please, no. It, no, no. no, no. After it's this good. one, please. No, this <laughs> I'm with you on this one, but Labyrinth is better. Labyrinth okay. is good. Yeah. And, which I didn't realize because I, I was just going through some notes because I'm, I'm also trying to... Fill the, the the gap of the shadow that is Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl, yeah. we need. I tried to do some research for once. Dang it! Um, uh, Terry Jones of Monty Python wrote the screenplay for Labyrinth. Mm. Yeah, really? Yeah, which I didn't know. I never knew that, and and which explains why it's so much lighter and funnier. And there's yeah, much he kicks around. Bits. He wrote a bunch of stuff after Monty Python. That's like it's always a surprise. Like oh, Terry Jones. Wrote yeah, this. I had no, I had no idea. Yeah. I he was always one of my favorite pythons, but yeah, yeah didn't know. Um, but, so, who wants to try to explain the story of the Dark Crystal? <laughs> well, okay. So just I've, walk us through it, people who've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you have a planet not too long ago. <laughs> when right. you have so, a planet, we should just push play out. at the yeah. beginning and we'll get. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, can we, can we insert that opening narration it's probably right not. here? <laughs> <So it's> not, <laughs> you could recreate it, perhaps. Another world, another time in the Age of Wonder. A thousand. <laughs> Nope, I'm sorry. A thousand years ago, this land was green and good until the crystal cracked. A single piece was lost. A shard of the, a shard <laughs> of the crystal. Then strife began, and two new races appeared. The cruel Skeksis, the gentle mystics. Here in the castle of the crystal, the Skeksis took control. Now the Skeksis gather in the sacred chamber where the crystal hangs above a shaft of air and fire. The Skeksis with their hard and twisted bodies, their harsh and twisted wills, for a thousand years they've ruled. Yet now there are only ten. A dying race ruled by a dying emperor, imprisoned within themselves in a dying land. Today, once more, they gather at the crystal as the first sun climbs to its peak, for this is the way of the Skeksis. As they ravage the land, so too they learn to draw new life from the sun. Today, once more, they were... Today, once more, they will replenish themselves, cheat death again, through the power of their source, their treasure, their fate, the Dark Crystal. Now, if it were that tempo, I would be totally fine. <laughs> yeah. It was way slower. <laughs> yeah. At least that uh, was like much, like much slower. slower. Yeah. Also, the way that like it sort of repeats itself a few times in there, it sort yeah. of has the vibe to me of like, 
you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and your DM just kind of gets lost in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like, um, there's, so there's 10. Did I say there's, ten? there's only 10? The th- other thing that I thought was interesting that they called the planet Thra. Yeah. Which was actually a shortened form. What they wanted to call it was Mithra, but that was too close to, to a, a deity <laughs> Myth- from Mithras another. Is, yeah, Persian. It's a Persian. Yeah, deity. from a from uh, something. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, the myth of Mithras. Uh, so there's Thra. That's just a really. I think that's just hard to hold on to. Yeah, Thra is a hard. So a lot of these, a lot of these fantasy names in this movie, I thought were hard to hold on to. Oh, I, a lot of, a lot of things in this movie were hard to hold on to. Oh, also, oh keep gosh. in mind, uh, Jim Henson wrote the original. It was the the movie that you saw was fleshed out by a couple of the writers, one guy named David O'Dell, which I'll get to in a minute. Oh, but Jim Henson wrote the original story called The Crystal. 25 pages long while he was trapped in an airport. So no judgment With on his that daughter. one. Became the Dark Crystal later. <laughs> yeah. That's 25 pages. is not very long. I, I mean, because Henson was working with um, with a lot of different things at the time. Because this was yeah. just after like he Henson did. Henson heyday. Well, it was right after he was doing those skits on the first season of SNL. He was doing. You ever watch those? Those are weird. They're weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Land of Gorch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't those, think I've those seen any of those. Early, like pre Muppet Show. They're kind of. Oh, interesting. They, it was almost like Hagar the Horrible. If you watch, they were like comic strips. It was. A, it was a royal family of monsters. Yeah. That oh, just fought the whole time. Yeah, they just bickered. And there was were like awful. no jokes. It and was there was just like, like a big like stone idol that they would talk to. Mm-hmm. This like, it was sounds like very eighty. <laughs> it was yeah. like Olmec. Very good. All those ninety kids will remember. So when they were coming up with the concept of the Skeksis, um, Henson wanted to model them after the seven deadly sins, Mm. which was great until there were 10. (laughs) And then they were like, Oh, <laughs> well, we'll make some up. What I guess there's two greens. Why did they just need? Why did there need to be ten? I don't know. Why seven? Did they just, why did they just make it seven? Seven? seven. I don't know. They're generally not even named. They're known by like their titles. Yeah, like, like the, the, the emperor, the, the general. The whimpering one is Chamberlain. Yeah, Lord Chamberlain. That's right. The other I'm, ones are like there's the cook and there's the yeah. the, 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 the scientist. Mystic, yeah. The scientist. I'm kind of assuming that there's like again, like Lord of the Rings or something, that there's some book somewhere in Jim Henson's attic where he's like written the whole backstory. And I know there's like a Netflix prequel thing happening. Yes, yes. it is Dark yeah. Crystal Age of Resistance. Okay, Age of Resistance. great. Which um, I will watch. <laughs> yeah, yes. 10 episodes. Oh, it's nope. going to be so good. 10. You know, if that's going to be uh, puppets. That number or, again. Yeah. It is, it's puppets. Puppets, yeah. the only CGI they're doing oh. is mapping out the puppeteers. Okay. Yeah. Everything else practical yeah it, it's gonna be a, a great voice, voice cast, cast too mark hamill harvey firestein helen uh, oh, yes. um is ron perlman in there am i remembering that right you might uh, no are you thinking of troll hunters i could be i think you're thinking of the original hellboy oh i'm oh. definitely thinking of the original <laughs> hellboy. That, that is, yeah that is what's happening yeah that was a puppet right yeah it was a big human-sized puppet <laughs> um but Fantastic. then what the what happens after the narration is we get even more kind of narration more where narration. They, they describe it's <laughs> a different narrator stops. and jen is Jen is introduced as a Gelfling, one of the last Gelflings, a like race that was eradicated by the Skelsies. <laughs> so, so, there, so there's four there's four species in Thra that we kind of like are like tribes that were sort of introduced. There's, only, there's, there's a fifth one. There's, there's the Skeksis. Okay. Well, there's all these subspecies of like animals and weird creature thingies. But there's the okay. Skeksis. Yeah. 
there uh, who are the evil, awful bird yep. dragon people that mm-hmm. live in a castle. Kind of rat looking as well. Yeah, they're, they're just rat. awful. Generally awful and vermin looking. Then you have Bro. the mystics, mm-hmm. which are these old sort of like, you know, Zen, yes. kind of like, they die like Tibetan Yoda. kind of thing. Yeah, they do. They disappear. <laughs> um, they're peaceful and uh, generally just slow moving. Um, like <laughs> naked sloths. Um, and then you have the Gelflings and there's only one, but maybe two. Yeah. I was um, confused. They're like that, fairy folk. We don't really know continue, what they do. Yeah. They've got some general thing, but there were a lot of them. Then they get wiped out. Then there's the podlings who are like yes. the little potato Raise, people. The I was dolls. down with the podlings. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay the, with I love their little language. And that was like actually. That music was the first time I was happy about watching this video. <laughs> oh, the, podlings, the podlings are great. And, and just if you watch like those scenes, you can tell the puppeteers are having so much that, fun. That scene, yeah. I think, felt the most like Henson-y. Like, yeah. I love Fraggle Rock, and I would it, watch Fraggle. Right. It felt very much yes. like just a big party and like right. stuff happening. Yeah. And then you have some other side characters. You have Agra, uh, the witch, Agra. who Ugh. for some reason has articulated nipples on yeah. her Yeah, <laughs> what? Which always, always was like, okay, I have a question. <laughs> who in the design meeting said, uh, you know what? We should give that witch nipples. <laughs> we should put nipples <laughs> on that puppet. Yeah. That's swing like, around. Like, the hippie lady, it's you a, know. It's a well-known fact that nipples are a source of magic. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go through my notes when here. She gave the true uh-huh. power. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, but then Jen, uh, the the mystic that has been taking care of Jen, reveals that Jen is the Gelfling that must return the shard back to the crystal to re- reunite Ugh, the world and right. make it good again. So and there's much. some well, he so to the it was He just so... says go to Agra and look for a crystal shard. Doesn't tell right. him at yes. all what he's supposed right. to do with it. Just like, yeah. oh, go have an adventure. Good luck. Isn't that life, though? Uh, kind of. The caregivers okay. are like... This, it's like it's the prophecy. The prophecy is just going to work out like, as mm. they yeah. do. I, I generally dislike like prophecies in movies like this they really <laughs> annoy me because it's like I don't like that a character's just told go do this and it's fine because then I'm like why am I watching this movie yeah. like you could tell anyone go do this and it's fine yeah. they'll just do it I'm mm. all about hero's journey I love it this was a very clumsy like <laughs> very clumsy hero's journey <laughs> like you do this because it's the thing you do yeah uh... well watching it now it's very clear that this movie was for kids, and yes. that's why there's so Isn't many I'm reminders. <laughs> I mean, I mean, kids that's and why there's so many on repetitive kids. reminders. I disagree with both yeah. of those. There's, there's so much no one. fantasy nonsense that you yeah. have to keep track. Of. That's true. I can't imagine a kid keeping track of all that, or and someone that's probably on, on why they drugs. They they did you know a language they did they didn't go with subtitles or they didn't go with a fake language yeah, well, so kidding, the yeah, kids would know <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, then yeah, the yeah. kids would have to be reading along with all yeah. this stuff i, I want to really, see that version though i there are cool. on on the blu-ray i think 2017 there are a couple scenes that they have in the original skexies language so <laughs> can i just say skexies is a word i hate it so much <laughs> why would they call them that skexies yeah. it like almost sounds it. like sexy which yeah. just is weird right yeah, well, it, it, doesn't, then... it doesn't sound enough like skeleton to be interesting well that's the thing if you made it sound more like skeleton i think you could get and something I was, going i was genuinely confused whether a was a gelding a gelfling or a gelsling because i heard many pronunciations sure. yeah. from different accents and i thought that a gelding was going to be just like a very young mystic mm. because gelding is like what what's the term for like a small like a baby horse? Oh, <laughs> it's a gelding. Gelding. No. gelding. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. They, they look kind of horse. And they too. they, they, they look horse ish, but they yeah. totally look like you could grow up and become old and become a mystic. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, it's just like the last little baby mystic. And then yeah. then we're getting further along. I'm like, okay. 
well, okay. I, I also think <laughs> that, that was my face the whole time. That because uh, when I watched this movie as a kid, like the thing that I really loved was the creatures, and like every scene transitions out of like a really minor plot point. Like basically, it's it's pretty point A to point B. Uh, Jen has to go from the the mystics to Agra to the castle, yeah. and he kind of just does that. And then he he does, like he's supposed to reunite the shard with the crystal. And he does that. But it's the way that they get there and like these weird side stories of like, oh, you're going to take the land striders, these crazy like oh, giraffe rabbits. Lord. It was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and like, I, but, but also there's like this beautiful story underneath of like the natural world of Thra and also just like in general where there's this, these creatures that are thriving and having like life. Um, underneath all of the political drama and all the crazy stuff, like there's a like the weird frog thing, the nurdle or whatever that was. Oh yeah, that comes out. You're and gonna have to be more specific. There was a weird <laughs> frog thing that comes out of of the pond. Oh, the swamp or whatever. Yeah, and okay. it's got babies, and it makes this great. Oh, just <laughs> that off wonderful sound. And then we Beautiful immediately sound. go from that to one being roasted and served and right. eaten. Yeah, but oh, the commentary I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> So like like we get introduced to the the mama the mama frog thing and her babies yeah. and then the next scene is oh, it's like the disgusting of... the disgusting bird people eating and they're they're, they're saying oh. like oh roast whatever the monster is my <laughs> <Right>. favorite <laughs> even those land strike I was watching a YouTube video where they were interviewing uh, Frank Oz and uh, oh my god Jim Henson Jim Henson yeah. thank you. <laughs> But my hero from childhood. <laughs> but and and they said that there were those Landstrider heads were were on their table too. I had never noticed that. So I'm, oh, and never. I'm glad as a kid I didn't notice that because I loved the Landstriders <laughs> as a kid. Oh, I get well, and that comes before that scene, so that's kind of a hard thing. To yeah, watch. but yeah, there's there you know there's just interesting to go back and watch that. Well, I mean, yeah. it it really just has like the the Skeksis are representative of just this consumer culture and these awful right. beings. And the that, layers of clothes. Yeah, and they're, that they're, seems a little deep for this movie. I'm I, not going to lie. I think that, he's right. That was kind yeah. of what Henson was going for because he was super into... It's it's a film that's more about environmentalism. and. But I can you explain to me the message that you got from what you saw that points to environmentalism? Other than when you put this piece back over here, suddenly everything's great. Well, you have 10 characters that live off of the earth uh, peacefully and in a respectful way with the mystics. And then 10 characters... Yeah, sorry. Thank you. And then 10 characters that live on Thra doing whatever they have to to stay alive. Stealing the essence from other beings. They they literally parasitically exist by like, like exploiting the poor sucking okay. right and and they like eat eat the earth dry like and all the places around the castle like have been ravaged and there's no food left and it's okay. just like like birds of prey like just like the, these carry on that just con- constantly like pick it okay. what's left so then where did the crab monsters fit in Oh, the Gorthrum? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, like those. I get lost every I time. I like those guys. I, think, I can't I remember what they were just, called. I, the that, weather? Yeah, the, the Gorthrum. Yeah, it's, well, it, I don't think crab any of monsters. the made-up words in this movie are good. No. I disagree. I feel like they, super fun I can't remember well, any of them. I, think, I am I feel on board like, with Fizz Gig. Fizz Gig is That's easy to remember. That's the one. I feel like they all either sound like a knockoff of a knockoff of something that's in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Or like something that's from like the Star Wars EU. Again. Well, not say, Star Wars. All of them did sound Star Lance, Wars-y to me. Landstrider. That's some EU Lance, stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, no, for real. Like bad and Star Wars fan There was fiction a terms. review about this movie that came out that the critic said, yes. uh, this is watered down J.R. Tolkien. Yep. 
without the charm as well as interest. I <laughs> love that person. I, think I agree wow. with that. Yes. So, I, <laughs> it's interesting you picked up on that. It's on my list. We'll be right back. Ooh. 105 minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe you did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Denson checks in. Oh, you mean the 1996 ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're going to watch it one minute at a time. And for each minute that we watch, we're going to find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. I was curious, Emily. So you're a big fan of Labyrinth. I enjoy Labyrinth a lot. I love Labyrinth. How, how did you never see The Dark Crystal? Uh, I, I just, I mean, it was one of those things I never got around to it. Mm. Um, I mean, I primarily got into Labyrinth because I was into David Bowie. Um, Who wasn't? Sure. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> hi, Coco. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I never got into it. I, and what was surprising to me when I watched it this first time, everyone said that it's like way darker than Labyrinth. So I was kind of expecting that or because people see Labyrinth. I'm not dark, but darker than like you would expect. Yeah. I didn't find it dark at all. I just didn't know how much like high fantasy nonsense would be in it. That's what surprised me. You didn't feel like this was dark? I mean, it was dark, but it wasn't like, like it was like sold as like, oh, this movie like it, it messed me up as a kid. I'm trying really hard not to swear for all of you. Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> this movie really goofed me up as a kid. <laughs> we should have Brock overdub the goof so it's like a, an ABC movie like being shot. <laughs> what the fruit is going on? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I was I was surprised yeah. by all this lore. I was expected to care about. <laughs> it was <laughs> did not. Yeah, it's like someone giving you homework before you have to before yeah. you can oh, sit man, down. Oh man, I'm so sad. <laughs> I, 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 I literally like, just I, let it wash over you. It's just nonsense. I did I'm not I good at nonsense. Totally hate it. And that I did. I really loved the look of it. Like I yeah, liked yeah. the puppets. I appreciated that it looked a lot like an old Doctor Who episode at times. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. If the doctor um, wasn't there and everything was was crazy, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. The, this like the like if I if I maybe just closed my ears and didn't pay attention to anything they were saying, I would have liked it more. Well, and and maybe possibly the like if thing. there was no yeah. language at all, and you were just watching ninety minutes of like literally like <laughs> like I wonder like if you would have enjoyed it more like maybe but like I also think it's no like it, it looks cool but I feel like that can only carry you so far if the yeah, story's not like, engaging it me. wouldn't be enough to hold my it was it yeah. wasn't enough to hold my interest <laughs> on its own and I think losing far, any as far yeah. as like a story goes there aren't a lot of plot twists or, or things that really like it, it's pretty well, the, the biggest twist is that somehow the mystics and the Skeksis are from the same right at the end I, of the film they reunite I liked that and I liked that that they were hinting at that as you got closer like well, yeah, the guy's the, hand started bleeding well and the first the one, one was when vanished when a mystic right. and the emperor died at the same you know it was one scene after another Oh, I get. Okay, I also I didn't feel pick... like that's kind of every fantasy story. That's though. true. Yeah, I didn't pick up. I wasn't very clear. And then as they got closer, they got like a little more pointed mm. with showing you. Yeah, so that I... I was interested in, but then no. it's a high fantasy fairy tale. I think that they were really trying to go for uh, Grimm's fairy tales, where it was darker in in terms of like. But the I, the film's moral to me because because in that they've talked about trying to base it off of a Grimm's fairy tale. I feel like the only moral you can walk away from is is an environmental one because there's no there's no character flaws in these characters they're not bad characters the gelflings are good yeah and it's it 
It's more about respect for for nature and the balance, natural world. A balance, and balance. Nature. It, yeah. it, but it, yeah. and it's it's doing it in a way that's that's like this is clearly bad, this is clearly good. Not right. like one person changing from bad to good or right. vice versa. Right. Which is why it's kind of a weird fairy tale. I mean, most grim fairy tales are like, oh, the I mean, it's not tortoise and the hare, but you like the hare thought he would win and then he chilled out and then he didn't win, and so yeah. he learned a lesson. There were no lessons one really. In moral, yeah. yeah, the Skeksis <laughs> don't really learn a lesson. They Skeksis. just they merge with the mystics and they're like, oh, I, I guess we're super good. Yeah. It's like here's the good half and the bad half. Oh, when we're merged, we're just. Aliens? We're just being. <laughs> like, I could not tell what that was either. Yeah. And that, I, I never understood that too. They just kind of or eyes disappear or like any where. Is. Well, so that's where the <laughs> where the, Seth, the Seth speaks thing kind of comes into play. Okay. Henson was in this phase where he was reading that book, and and there's a whole series of them, um, the Seth messages. And they're they're basically that's what they're the Sethages. Yeah, so I call them the, the text messages. Sething, if you will. Sething. Yeah, Sething. So there's there's a lot of like it was that was the first book that was like like new age like reincarnation vibrational all this stuff and Henson was really <laughs> right. fascinated by it and he made everybody read oh, no. this this book and and he was like even was like ah, I don't really understand it but like what I get is like the idea of low frequency beings and high frequency beings and that that when we move on to the next realm there's like a higher version of ourselves which again if you like being in LA that seems like I hear that all the time yeah, yeah. but, but, but at for that him time, it was like a new thing it I'm was like sure. no one had ever really talked about the idea that that like the two sides of a being um and David O'Dell who was the writer who had to come up f- with all this 25 page short story thing turn it into a screenplay his um nephew was was a pal of mine and uh, he was closer with my best friend, uh, and he was a, a, a bassist. And we would talk about Dark Crystal all the time. Uh, his name was Luke. And uh, he, uh, he passed away in, a, in an accident. And um, the next week after, after all that had happened, they were having a screening of the Dark Crystal at the Egyptian. And I think David O'Dell was supposed to be there. So it was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go. Because I always talk to Luke about it, and I, I really want to yeah. go and just experience it. Um, and I ended up kind of forgetting about the event, and another friend was having a birthday party, and I was served uh, an edible without really being aware. But then my oh. phone went off and reminded me, oh, the Dark Crystal at the Egyptian is playing tonight. And so I thought it would be a really good idea to go to the Egyptian. Um, hi. <laughs> And watch this film. Heck yeah. And all I remember is is vividly, I was with some other people. Oh, anytime no. a Skeksy came on to screen, I literally went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, Just audibly. <laughs> it was supposed to be a beautiful gesture of, 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 of memorial. I don't think I even talked to David O'Dell. I think I just was petrified and terrified. <laughs> I th- I actually think the the Gelfling thing is a little interesting, but I think the way that the movie plays with it isn't. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because I I I couldn't I'd seen this movie before, but I couldn't remember exactly how it ended. And so when it comes to the point where Jen has got to put the shard back into the crystal, I thought somehow I was like, oh, Kira's gonna do it. She's got the wings. Mm-hmm. She's right. going to do it. The and then they just, she, she dies. Uses. Like she doesn't get to do that at all. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because the prophecy is that it will be the last of the Gelflings. Right. And I'm like, oh, she's another Gelfling. She could do it. 
Eh, the movie doesn't play with that. <laughs> it does give her wings, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. it. I... Yeah, the we broken. I'm <laughs> we broken. So like, I will say like, of course, I appreciated the puppetry and stuff, and they they all looked very cool, except for <laughs> your protagonist, Jen. Yeah, that's true. Looked like the most botoxed face of everything. Why does every other character have the capacity for expression and like eyebrows moving up and down and like snouts and stuff, and then you just have Jen who's like blank expression the entire time because he's like i mean again he's supposed to look young like both jen and kira i guess but just absolutely no person nothing going on behind those eyes nothing <laughs> absolutely it's nothing projection you are jen. no don't I am jen. all right then, then you cannot talk bad about the matrix so, <laughs> i am keanu you are keanu oh, well, so i'll back you up on one thing yeah they had a jim henson exhibit come through la almost a year ago yeah. at Skirball yeah. at the mm-hmm. cultural center. They had some puppets from this there. Jen was one of them mm-hmm. and in person. That Jen puppet was damn creepy. Ooh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. What, what's interesting too, is if you research some of the background of the, like how difficult the particular puppets were on the puppeteers, like the, the scarab crab things, the goth room, yes. awesome. <laughs> they were so heavy that literally the performers to take breaks, they would have to lift them and put them on racks so like they would put the performers oh. in the costume on a rack to just let them like Dang. totally yeah. rest. Huh. Yeah. And then um, the the mystic puppets were so heavy that even Henson could only like do the puppet for like five to ten seconds at a time. Wow. Because it was so top heavy. And they're like they're like hunched squat- down. They're yeah, you could see the, you could see the weight of them too. So it was yeah. just like and, and I think it was like I, I don't know why I'm doing this because it's not a visual podcast. <laughs> basically, <laughs> we're enjoying Rock is reaching with Yeah, I'm reaching my left hand, hand over my over, over my head. head yeah. And like this yoga pose. And that's basically how they had to accomplish it because Good Lord. Those were like long neck dinosaurs. Oh, is that why he died on like a bed? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like the Easy. scene where the, my, my favorite scene is oh, when the Skeksis no. are like gathered around eating, eating and, and they're on a table and you could tell like all the puppeteers are probably like, oh, thank God there's something to hide under. Because oh, there's yes. just like all the other scenes, all these characters are pretty much free moving and yeah. like a lot of. And I could definitely tell when they were eating. I'm like, oh, I can see more expression and like what they're doing with their hands and their face. And I'm like, oh, because they're at a table. Yeah. And, ske- <laughs> and, and to operate the Skeksis while they're moving, there were like three or four performers. Yeah. So, so while they're sit- seated, you could just do a lot. You more. just go ham. I was I was curious. There were a couple of scenes where it looked like the way that they moved Fizz Gig was like. If he was on a set, they could tilt the set and he would just roll. Or was he motorized? Do you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I feel I like it's like a fish line or something. There was like, a, but it looked yeah, like the way he rolled. That. The roll yeah. was very there realistic, was a scene, I There was a scene where um, uh, Kira's getting on the Lance Strider and she's like, come on, Fizz Gig. And you can oh, tell yeah. that literally oh, they just threw him. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weightless. And like so I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if there was like, if it was just a ball and they just... It's like one of those mall toys, yeah. like the motorized yes. ball with the raccoon tail. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> the little things that they were eating, those little things that were running across oh, the table, yeah, those were just little toys that they just bought for a like couple. Like a cat toy or something. Yeah, and they just filled it up and then once you touch it, they just kind of scatter. Sure. Which I was, love it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah I love that. There were so many things, in, and again, the, the world of like... Just the nonsense thingies. <laughs> like when Augur... I love, I love when Augur goes to save Jen from like the weird... Like, like, there's these weird like plant thingies. You're gonna have to be more oh. specific. Like weird pink plant thingies that are hanging, and she's like oh, trying to get yeah. them. Yeah. 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 She yells okay. at them and like like. Bula, 
bolo bolo. And it's like they disappear. Like, oh, that's the stuff that's just. And I loved her place with that that just big oh, contraption yeah. of the, all the planets yeah. and it's how everything astronomers, was astronomers, yeah, planetarium. I, thing. As a kid, yeah. I thought that was amazing. That but was my favorite. Then you're part. gonna like the prequel series because Augur's back, and awesome. they're gonna explain all that nonsense and her nipples. Stuff. Hopefully her nipples. I did take a picture of her nipples at the uh, skirball because <laughs> they did have her full thing. Yeah. And it, it, it is just amazing yeah. how cool it looks. And the how, how big is it in person? Like, what it's is the about, scale? It's yeah. about four feet tall. Yeah, it was and I mean, the big. person was in it. Because there was yeah. a full person, like, especially yeah. when she's doing the weird, like, the squat. Yeah. Oh, the God. Really that, squat. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Squatting yeah. that made me want to take a shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did not like that at all. I did not enjoy this film. I really, really did it. Mother. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I love, I don't think I've seen Bethany hate something. Oh, so my gosh. Do you, now, do you hate the environment or magic or the magic of the environment? I hate that they were trying to give you all the cool stuff of like having a world and a fantasy and characters and a language without doing all of the baseline work of like explaining it to you in an easy to digest or, way. Or making it, 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 they don't make it easy to care about. Yeah. yeah. You don't care about it. They, they, they throw you in and, and again, I can see why I know it's a movie for children and Clearly, they were focused on look at all the cool stuff we can mm-hmm. do, rather than. But what about the story and the script? Yeah. <laughs> if they had, if they had started with like like when Jen and Kira find the stone tapestry or the mosaic, explaining yeah. the convergence and all the stuff, if they had just started with that on like a slow pan and like had the narrator with the pictures, I could yeah, I could, I, like I, I could ten different ways help, help loop people in a little. Yeah, bit. To, to me, it's it's like. I, I will care about the cool fantasy things if you, you have to make me care about them first. Right. And like but the protagonist has no personality. To, to yeah. be fair, this was, this was done a few years after Star Wars and the New Hope was nonsense strung upon nonsense. Like if you watched... Yes, but it was well-paced. It's, it's <laughs> well-paced nonsense. And yeah, and it's not throwing everything at you at once. Oh, I totally it's, it's, disagree. Here's a scene. It no, sounds cooler. New absolutely Hope? not. Yeah. Oh, it's all craziness. They, you, they you find throw out you about, in, though. You There's find no... out about some Clone Wars. You yeah. find out about yeah, all this stuff. Line. You know how you find out about Clone Wars and Star Wars? It's like, oh, I fought with your father in the in Clone, the Clone yes. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this movie would be like, the Clone Wars happened 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> here's here's, here's the last ago. clone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, and Star Wars is good because it's exposition, but it's, it, it's not expecting you to listen to every word and digest it and understand it. It's like... Someone mentioned this over here. Oh, what's that? What's he talking about? Well, it doesn't matter because now we're moving on to this thing. And you can still follow what's happening. Yeah. Here, it's Well, like, here it's it's sort of, it, yeah. it's like a combination of these sort of generic fantasy stories and also this weird long-winded narration. It felt like school. Yes. It felt like, they like, it's not like, like an like, educational show, like when the flowers Yeah, right? Planted. It felt like something you watched First. on PBS in school. Yes. <laughs> but I think they were kind of going for that. Like I, I said earlier. The, yeah, why were they going the, for that? The, <laughs> the look of it at times is like, wow, look at the flowers. They're all puppets. Look at the, yeah. the plants. Yes. They're all puppets. It's like and everything's I can appreciate moving. those. Yeah. yeah, that's like a nice technical achievement that is pretty to look at. But mm. if you don't do anything interesting with it, it doesn't make for a good movie. I mean, Henson was trying like a lot of different stuff this, around. Yeah, this to me would be a very good like proof of concept. Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. Yeah, like it. And okay, if they're gonna make the prequel series, yeah, then I think that's a good way to like if you have more time to develop something, if you can, if you can. Give us more backstory like on a things. Ten, it's going to be a ten-hour prequel series, so I'm I feel like not going to watch it. But... Oh, you are. You are. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. We're going to watch it together. <laughs> no, yeah, we're good. We should. Oh, God. Um, 
So this movie made forty million dollars. It was it was a hit. It was financial. What was the budget? I it it made money. It made a, mm. that that it turned a profit, and it's mm. still considered. One, oh, <laughs> she's coming still, around. I know <laughs> she's still, coming around. It's still considered one of the highest grossing puppet films ever, which there aren't many to compete with. That's <laughs> gonna. But say. when you think like Team America, and like there have been a few. Oh, that's God. true. Team it, America. It, yeah, but I'm just saying that. that so it's still it's still holding okay, around. Of the puppet universe. Um, <laughs> it won a Saturn Award for Best Fantasy. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. <laughs> so am I. I did promise Cheryl that I would read her oh. thoughts. Yes, yes, please. But but my my um, the rule was I was going to do it as Chamberlain because she specifically complained about him. <laughs> <laughs> she was that character at the beginning that said, "Chamberlain, I hate your wimp." Yes, <laughs> right. So I love I love just the whole like and that scene where Chamberlain's like, "Please, oh yeah. my Rape god, please. if he said please. please one more time, please. I was going to punch." They're just oh, actively great. trolling the audience at that point. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's so an annoying character who sucks. He's going to be around the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, so here's Cheryl, uh, who's not with us today. Uh, she's, she's not dead. <laughs> she's, she's alive and well. Well, yeah, not well. She's jumped quick. off a bridge not after watching today. this movie. <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> so here we go. Here's Cheryl's thoughts. Mm, I mean, the movie was fine, I guess, but it was super weird and creepy. And the characters' mouths didn't move enough when they spoke out loud. And it was fairly ham-fisted with the message. <laughs> And that noise Chamberlain makes. Mm-hmm. Just so you could identify him from the other Skeksis or whatever they were called. Perfect. There you go. That was uh, it's like she's here. It's like she's here. <laughs> like she's with us. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Also, speaking of noises and we're like, okay, Fizz Gig is endearing. He's a tiny little. <laughs> I love fluff all ball. the noises. You can't. You can't Who doesn't hate love the, a tiny fluff ball? The yeah. funniest thing that got me every time Fizz Gig was on screen is that whenever he's angry, he shows all his teeth or whatever. Yeah. But it's not any sort of animalistic noise. It's just a man yelling. No, it, <laughs> yeah. it's no, it, no seriously. If you watch, he's just. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? There's so many, there's so many, like, if you watch this movie, there are so many moments where somebody's just like, ah! <laughs> It's like, what the hell They had an edible. I, 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 I have a feeling they were just like in the recording booth. They're like, well, we got 20 minutes. What do you want to do? But I don't know. <laughs> they, they just recorded like the, the poor accountants or the producers looking at the button. Ah! <laughs> um, Speaking of voices, Good so Lord. Chamberlain, who is uh, mm. who is goat? He is Dark Crystal, the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, was voiced by Barry Denon, who was Pontius Pilate and Jesus Christ Superstar. Get wow. out of here! Yes. So every time I'm okay. like, I'm like, wow. What? Yeah, the dude had a falsetto like yeah into his. He passed away two years ago, and had still an insanely high range. Uh, as a voice amazing. actor, I, I just admired that because it's it's really hard to like even just mimicking Chamberlain. I'm like, oh, that's really high. Mm. Yeah. You hear that pop? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's like, good. Oh wow! Oh, Don't no. hire that guy. Were there? Did did Frank Oz do any voices? He did Agra. No, well they replaced. Him. Oh, oh, they did. Yeah, it's it's a that's yeah, a, I was a say. Scottish woman. Okay. But he did do Agra initially. He performed Agra and did the voice, got and then it, they wanted something it. that sounded more female. Interesting. But Miss Piggy as Auger would have been great. <laughs> no. I think he kind of did the same thing, though, when... Um, does, didn't, doesn't he do the Trash Lady in Labyrinth? Wasn't that Frank Oz? 
Uh, like, ooh, that sounds mm. right. I, yeah. I don't know. If, I'm not for sure. Off the top the, of my those head, puppets always right. struck yeah. me very similar. Yeah. Like, I don't think the trash lady in Labyrinth had nipples, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing you could see. There's yeah. so much trash. <laughs> like reused. I just, that's my one thing is like, Muppets should not have nipples. Well, then that's I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't notice that right away. I mean, it was, I remember, I remember the shot where I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All Muppets are worse with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Powell 2019. Well, I'm just thinking like the Fraggle Rock reboot and like, let the nipples free. <laughs> Here's my teats. <laughs> what? Just put nipples on them. They're terrible. See, I'm, I'm, what's her name? Ar, Ar, Argon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agra? Agra. Agra. I'm just picturing her saying to Ben Stiller, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> I have nipples. <laughs> Can you milk me? Oh, now that, that's Please remember, be in when the that, prequel. When that was going around on Twitter, oh, what Lord. Muppet would you put into a movie to make better? <laughs> that's the one no one thought of. Oh, yes. Put Agra into... <laughs> meet, the, meet the parents. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> so allegedly the budget was $15 million. $15 million for... Okay. okay. And wow. a 40 so million. So they would have turned a profit. Okay. Great. So this is why they got to do Labyrinth. Yeah, I mean, it, it It was a success, and I think, yeah. I don't know who helped produce Labyrinth, but I know that Henson pretty much had a producer for Dark Crystal. George Lucas produced Labyrinth, I know he had a hand oh, did on he? that ball. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But he, Henson self-funded Dark Crystal and bought it back from the production. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's $15 million among friends? Yeah. Um, so if you had to tell someone who'd never seen this movie that it was on their list, what would you tell them? Would you tell them to watch it? So, so like, so in this scenario, <laughs> has this person already put it on their list, or are they undecided about putting it on their list? Um, they have. It's on their list. Okay, just don't, don't. <laughs> you really. And from what I've heard from people who enjoy this movie, is that mainly it's like a nostalgia factor. Like, oh, I, I watched was when I was a kid. You about that. Yeah, yeah, like I watched when I was a kid and I loved it and it's really cool. And in its time, like I was saying, all those eighty movies, this was kind of yeah. the thing that was going on with all those fantasies. So you just kind of, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like a, a yeah, trending yeah. sort of thing. You kind of like went along with it more. And just, yeah. I and I don't know. Again, speaking as someone who just saw it recently for the first time and disliked it, it's it's that thing of well, oh, I love this one when I was a kid. Should I watch it again and ruin it for myself, yeah. or should I just enjoy having that memory yeah. of watching it as a child? The, the answer is yes, ruin it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not going to recommend this to anyone that hasn't already seen it. Sorry. <laughs> I like it. I like it every time I see it a little more. Mm. I feel like Beetlejuice describing The Exorcist like six hundred times. I like it every single time. <laughs> it's great. I love this movie. It is so weird, and uh, the message to me is just so simple and pure. And ah, uh, I just wish. Just wish I was. A gelfling. Mm. <laughs> but you're not a girl. We don't so. have wings. <laughs> don't I? And why can't I? <laughs> we don't know that the male gelflings don't have wings. Well, the no, way of course says, not, uh, because you're a Kira boy. Kira says it, yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think I think for me, I, I would just tell them to watch Labyrinth instead, instead of uh, The Dark Crystal. Even though The Dark Crystal predates it and... And kind of shows, as we were saying, like the proof proof of concept. Yeah, I I think it's more successfully pulled off in Labyrinth. So I I don't think Dark Crystal is necessary for people to watch, unless they're deep in it. Unless they're like, I'm a Henson head. Yeah. yeah. Gimme, gimme. Yeah. Mm. I I'm I'm a big fan of the movie, but true when I did show it to my kid, 
I was kind of seeing it through her eyes and I'm, I'm trying to see what she would like and not. And I, and I think like if you have an appreciation for the, the artistry and the artwork to ma create these puppets and to bring them to life, that's cool to watch. That's really, that, that's no small feat. So for that, if somebody's into that, I would say, yeah, this this would be a cool movie to see. But just to anybody who's not like into <laughs> yeah, Sesame Street or the Muppets, yeah. I would say yeah, it's all right. But you know, unless you're really into it, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Or you know, if you live in the state where you can get marijuana legal, yeah, dose yourself fairly day. heavily we and can. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say that didn't help my enjoyment. <laughs> 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 Again, firsthand, I can also I can also agree with that. <laughs> this movie becomes terrifying. <laughs> um, I would say just watch. You know, get yourself a nice YouTube clip. Watch. Yeah. Take five minutes. Appreciate the puppets. Don't watch the whole thing. Don't, it's not. Yeah. It's not Maybe worth your time. Mute it. Yeah. You'll mute it and just have it on in the Do background. Do some laundry. Every so often, take a peek at the screen. Do your taxes. Look at the DVD case. Like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> Stop by your local Blockbuster video. <laughs> check, out that, check out that DVD. If you case. live in Oregon, the last one's there. Uh, nice. <laughs> or maybe just buy a nice art book. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah they have plenty of really nice art book and concept artwork but for this. But you don't get to see the puppet. Yeah, you got to see it. This is it's true, too. And movement. And YouTube so clip. And they did get, YouTube they clip is the way to go. Cheaper than a They auditioned mimes to do that, and then they had to hold that position, you know, for each scene, which that's really impressive i will say i did enjoy the music uh, you did like the i music. did yeah and and i uh trevor jones was the composer and i'm like oh i know that name he he did a lot of stuff in that in that era he kind of did like 80s 90s big bigger blockbuster films i liked the score i liked ken's little flute thing yeah yeah that was kind of nice and then like they were like in the boat and she was singing that was cool and honestly the whatever the pod podlings were like playing out at their party was that was awesome I it was sounded so like Fraggle Rock music. If Fraggle Rock, it sounded like some weird, like Turkish sort of it, thing. The, the podlings were based on physically, they modeled them after potatoes for real. And then the language <laughs> and I think the, cult the cultural flair was supposed to be like Polish. Okay. And, oh, and yeah. so it was like Serbian Polish kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely Serbian, like with the with the chanter horn that you could kind of hear and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, again, like uh, all the puppeteers were just having a. Awesome time. Oh, when you so cut to the one guy playing the drum, you're like, yeah. It's, I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That oh. doesn't redeem it, but gave me... <laughs> oh, but you well, like that scene. It I'll gave take me it. a glimmer of hope. <laughs> and then that was quickly dashed. <laughs> and Fraggle Rock was born from this film. There was a whole scene where they had traveled through the underworld. Oh. And they cut it and kept that, and that kind of morphed into Fraggle Rock. I so you at least have to respect the film I, for that. I mean, SpongeBob came out of Rocker's Modern Life, so we all have <laughs> the better thing that comes after the previous. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one for me, though, because I don't have, I don't hate it, and I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of in yeah. between. I appreciate all the artistry that went into it, but I, I can't really be like, oh no, don't ever see it, and I can't be like, oh my god, you have to see it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very weird being like right dead in the center on yeah. this one. I mean, even even I think comparing it with with kind of I don't know if I'd call it a contemporary, but like uh, even even when you look at like Star Wars or other fantasy sci-fi films that came out at the same time, does it? I mean, Elisa, do you do you think it stands out ahead of them? Is it? Uh, hmm. Well, being a kid when this came out, I think it was about twelve or thirteen. It did. 
because it was for kids. Mm-hmm. Like some of the movies were, you, you, we couldn't see. We had to wait a couple of years till they hit cable. You know, you couldn't just go out and see it. So yeah, it was it was pretty significant at the time. I mean, I thought it was pretty awesome as a kid. But mm-hmm. you know, it, like I said, it doesn't hold up. But um, because it was puppets and stuff, and Sesame Street and all of that was still really big. It, it was still you know, it's not like it is now. And and everything's evolved and grown and become so much better since then so seeing it you know after seeing everything that's come after it um (laughs) it's it's yeah i i uh i thought it was interesting because there was there was some stuff that i read where henson was worried about being known as the sesame street guy Mm. and he's like i want to be known for this he wanted to be known for like what it felt like yeah 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 Yeah. like like it was trying really hard Definitely try hard vibes from this movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he had an interesting artistic theory, which was like where Walt Disney was like, it's got to be my vision 100%, blue sky thinking, it's got to be my thing, I'm going to eat cat food and do what I got to do to make this happen, (laughs) which he did. He ate cat food, but not always. Um, (laughs) But Henson was like, "Uh, I'll give him... You know, two for you, one for me. So, like, I'll give you Sesame Street, I'll do this commercial stuff. He did, he, like... I think Rolf the dog and Kermit both existed as commercial characters. Yeah, I know Kermit of, definitely did. Yeah, Kermit before Lipton the Muppets tea. Yeah, <laughs> and he was he was a lizard before he was a frog. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I thought he was a public access thing. He was on Sam, Sam Salmon yeah, Friends Salmon or something. Friends, yeah, um, but there was there was a Rolf or Kermit puppet that would shill like commercial I, stuff too. I, yeah, I'd seen Rolf the dog on some of those. Things. Yeah. I see. I feel like I've seen a coffee commercial from that era with <laughs> yeah, Kermit. Yeah. yeah, and and I think it's it's. Uh, it was just, it's an interesting artistic philosophy of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some mainstream stuff, but then I'm going to use that money to make my own weird mm-hmm. shit. And I mean, that's what do- Robert Altman did too. Yeah. Well, yeah. All the greats. I think, I think there's a lot of power to it. I'm Andrew Lindy, and you can find me on other podcasts such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, where every month my co-host and I talk about films that are remakes or based on earlier works or, or something like that. Uh, check that out at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, and you can also check out uh, Dunstan Checks Min. What? Yay. Which, yeah, it's so odd. What uh, a weird name for a podcast. Our, Whose idea was that? Our current guest is my co-host on that. Yay. Um, uh, you can find that at benvnetwork.com slash, uh, slash Dunstan. That's Dunstan with an O. Yeah, it's spelled funny. Every uh, Don't week. blame us. Blame Jason Alexander <laughs> <laughs> for the spelling. Sure. Uh, we, we break down minute by minute. The 1996 ape film Dunstan checks in, uh, and we pair each minute with another feature film for our pleasure, generally. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit of sugar to make the medicine that is Dunstan go down. Yes. Uh, so check that out, and a lot of other great podcasts on the Benview Network, which I run, benviewnetwork.com. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm a film composer, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff uh, at Bethany Brinton. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Uh, I also do that podcast Andrew just talked about. Um, my name is Elisa Gonzalez. I'm on this Elisa on Twitter and Instagram, and um, this podcast is it's on my list pod on all of the social medias. 
I'm Joe Myers. You can find another show I'm on called The Podcast Macabre, which is all about horror on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Our show has a Facebook page under The Podcast Macabre. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Macabre. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers. I'm Brock Powell. You can find me on a bunch of other podcasts, including the Unpop Podcast, Free Candy Van, and my new podcast, which is, of course, Skexies and Skechers, where I go on heights and uh, observe nature in the voice of Chamberlain. The, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Look at that Stop mountain. It. Please. 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 So that's coming soon. To the Benview Network. Thank you. <laughs> we got it. Uh, so thanks for listening to It's On My List. It's, it's going to get louder because he's going to go right down. Mm, yes, excellent. Can we give him a, a beer? We need to, we'll put a sign in the window. We're recording a podcast like much of LA right now. Yes. Yeah, he's like, I don't know where to go. Oh, I can't blow anywhere. That was-